This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. This week, the province announced changes to the time limit for victims of sexual or domestic violence to file a civil lawsuit, ending the current two-year limitation. What does this all mean? Kathleen Mahoney is a Calgary lawyer, professor of law at the University of Calgary. She joins us today. Hello, Professor Mahoney. Hello, how are you? I'm well. Maybe we should just start off with the difference between the civil process and a criminal process. Well, civil, it just means that um, if someone wants to take an action in the civil side of things as opposed to criminal, uh, they're free to do so. But in civil law, there's certain rules uh, regarding how long you have before you must file your action before the court. And that this is what this uh, amendment is addressing. And also going back to civil versus criminal, is it more difficult to prove guilt in criminal versus civil? Yes, it is. The standard of uh, proof in a criminal case is beyond a reasonable doubt, which is a very high standard of proof, whereas in the civil side of things, uh, the standard of proof is the balance of probabilities. So you just have to show in a civil case it's more likely than not that the offense occurred, whereas in criminal law you have to show beyond a reasonable doubt that the offense occurred. So civil jurisdictions are uh, much, in the civil jurisdiction, it is easier to prove your case. And also the benefit of a civil action is that the person um, who is bringing the action, the person who is the victim, uh, can get damages awarded by the court as well as other remedies, whereas in a criminal case, uh, what the whole purpose of it is, is to protect the public. And so the individual who has been abused or assaulted, they just become a witness in the proceedings and there's no remedies given to them as individuals. It's on, they are only a witness against the perpetrator and then the government is the one which imposes a penalty on the perpetrator, which can be a fine or a jail sentence, but nothing would go to the victim. All right, now let's talk about the time limits. So previously it was a person had to file a civil lawsuit within two years after the incident occurred or the assault occurred? That's correct, yes. Now they're removing the limitation period altogether so that a person who's been sexually assaulted as opposed to other forms of of damage inflicted uh, does not have to file uh, so quickly after the offense occurred. Now, you have to understand this in context, Angela, as well. A number of years ago, the Supreme Court of Canada said that when children are victims of sexual abuse, that it would violate their charter rights if a limitation period was imposed, a two-year limitation period imposed, because children do not have, usually when they're children, the means to take an action, a civil action against their perpetrator, if it's a member of the family or a caregiver or something like that. So that was the first step, acknowledging that, you know, that the law would be very unfair if there was a limitation of period such as that imposed, especially on the basis of a child being abused. But then now that we've learned so much more about sexual assault and how often it takes a significant period of time for people to either realize the impacts of the abuse or have the means, let's say, in a domestic assault situation to, to extricate themselves from the abuser, uh, well, that that takes time and that if such a short period of limitation was imposed on them to take their action, well, 
you would be leaving many people out in terms of any recourse to the justice system for a remedy. Why was the two-year limit originally in place? The limitation periods were originally imposed more to protect the defendant in the sense that the, uh, the law or the legislators realized that, you know, people who are accused should have to, should be able to get this over with in a timely way. But, and that's, that's likely true in many cases, such as a car accident or, you know, a faulty service that somebody might perform, let's say, in building your house or something like that. You don't want to have indefinite liability hanging over their head. But when it comes to an offense like sexual assault, the better thinking today is that victims must be given some time to recover, to um, establish themselves in such a way that they're protected from the perpetrator, to have the means to launch an assault, and also to discover what kinds of harms have resulted because of the assault. Some of these harms don't manifest themselves until later, later on in one's life. Um, especially child abuse, for example, but also sexual assault. These kinds of harms, the experts tell us, manifest themselves later on in terms of relationships, in terms of um, all sorts of psychological impacts. Kathleen, thanks so much for your insight on this. Oh, you're most welcome, Angela. Kathleen Mahoney, a Calgary lawyer and a professor of law at the University of Calgary. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season 6 of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.